This is Bloody Gods by Rebecca Kinder. When Sarah pulled up outside of her mother's house, the sun had set a while ago and it was now dark. The street was illuminated with the street lights. She just sat in her car staring at the front door, debating whether to go in or not. Today had been an extremely long day at work, teaching teenagers quadratic equations. All she wanted was a long bubble bath and something to eat and to curl up in bed. She just sat outside her mother's house. This is the house in which she'd grown up in, the window that she used to climb out of when she was in high school, and the door in which she'd watched her father walk out of when she was only seven. This house was not filled with happy memories for her, and the only good thing inside was her little brother, who she loved so much. Sarah gets out of her car, closes the door, locks it, and starts to walk toward the front door, taking a breath in to prepare herself for having to deal with her mother. She gets to the step and realises that the porch light does not come on, so she looks up at it. She takes another step forward and her foot crashes onto glass. She starts to look at her foot, but something on the door catches her attention. The window panel on the door is broken. Wait, not just broken, but smashed. As if someone has tried to force their way in. The lock has been smashed, broken, and blood is smeared all across the door. Sarah pushes the door and it swings open. She could not have prepared herself for what she saw in the living room. Everything in the living room. The photos, the vases and every piece of furniture was broken and smashed, leading a trail into the next room. This may not be Sarah's favourite place in the world, but it was still where she grew up. The sight broke her. She tried to collect herself as she started to run towards the stairs, tripping over broken glass that was in her way, breaking the skin on her knees and on her hands with tears running down her cheeks. All she could think about was her brother. She got back up and ran up the stairs and down the corridor until she got to her brother's room. She pushed open the door and she just broke. Her little brother's body was there. She just held him with tears in her eyes. She just held her brother's cold and bloody body. She was broken. Her little brother was dead. Sava gently cradled his head in her arms and lap with streams of tears rolling down her face. She was in a state and she looked it, from her laddered and ripped tights to the smudged black eye makeup to her hands which were bloodstained. She gently pulled her hand out from behind his head and just looked at it, looking at the blood. She brings the hand to his eyes and closes them, leaving behind bloodied fingerprints. Then from downstairs she hears the crunch of broken glass. She needed to move, so she carefully moved her brother so that he was on the floor and started to look around the room for something to defend herself with. Anything. Nothing. Shit! She spotted her brother's old baseball bat, which had once been their father's. She grasped it in her hands. It wasn't made out of wood as it looked, but actually metal. She started to move towards the stairs and go down. When she reached the bottom, she carefully moved around the glass which she had tripped upon before. She spotted them. Three figures. They were tall and broad. She could not see anything else about these figures. She would use the word people, but for the way in which they moved, which was almost a mix of grace and something ghostly. One traced a finger across the glass on the floor, swiped up the blood, and then put the finger to its mouth. Come on, big brother, I want to have some fun. It's my turn, Zeus. Their form changed. 
It was the eyes. They seemed almost as if they were black, but were taking on a hint of redness there, as if the blood was being absorbed. What was he? She took a step back and crashed into the side of the banister, getting her foot caught in the broken glass. The three figures turned to look at the stairs. They started to stalk her. She turned to run up the stairs, but before she could even move one inch, one of them had grabbed hold of her ankle and yanked her down the stairs. How did he get there so quickly? What was he? They stared at her like she was their last meal. What are you? Who are you? What do you want? She cried. Are you really that dumb? What do you think we are? What do you think we want? One of the figures replied. We are vampires, so can you figure out what we want now? Said the second figure. No, no, no. Vampires aren't real. They're just a story. Not even a story. They are a myth. That's where you are wrong. We are no myth or story. We are real. As real as the blood that is pumping through your veins and as real as the way your heart is pumping more and more blood around your head. We can hear that and we can sense your fear. The first figure spoke again. Two of the figures started to get closer and closer to her neck, preparing to taste her. One of them, the biggest one, licked her neck and then licked his lips. Just as he was about to take his first bite, Sarah hears a crunching noise and in the next moment she has blood all over her. Another crunch and both vampires collapse on her. She looked at the third figure standing over them with the baseball bat in one hand and the other out in front of him offering to help her up. Sarah just stared at him in wonder. Why did he save her? Should she be scared? Was he worse? He dropped the bat onto the floor and grasped Sarah by the hips and helped her up. Why? Why kill them? Why save me? What do you want? They aren't dead. Don't you know anything about vampires? I don't want anything. It would just be a pity if you were dead, the figure replied with a deep voice. You saved me because it would be a pity if I died. But why? Because you are beautiful, my darling, he winked at her. Does this really look like a good time to joke around? That was no joke. The name is Hades.